So go ahead. Um, Ready yeah, to go. So yesterday <laughs> we talked a lot about why you need wise counsel. And if you didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, do that. Because um, it was great. We were talking about a lot of just different things about like esteeming the words from from those who God's put over you, your mm -hmm. leaders. Yeah. Like esteeming what they say, uh, how that flow of anointing operates and works. And uh, and today I'm where it kind of continuing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about how to receive more grace, what that looks like. And I'm yeah. excited. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say what's really fun is Holy Spirit. He's he's consistent. So we talked about this yesterday during the broadcast, and then yeah. yet last night at Impact, yeah. we also, you ministered years ago, and we watched the video last night, about submission, authority, drawing on the grace <laughs> from your leaders. So it just, it went in tandem. Like the Lord had, clearly is speaking to people on how That's you can awesome. go higher with yeah. these things. That's yeah. awesome. Well, we were talking about honoring them, and when you honor the people that God's put in your life, you're not just honoring them, the person. Mm -hmm. You're honoring God. That's a huge point. And when you do that, it, the Word says He makes a promise. God will honor you. And so today what we're talking about is how to move into <coughs> more grace. And uh, I know, buddy, you had, you had brought up some of that uh, question, and I would brought, brought up a scripture, actually. But uh, one of the things that we want to see is a lot of times people are lacking in, in grace in their life because they've not honored those people that the Lord's connected them to. But they've also not really gotten everything out of, mm -hmm. out of them that they could. Uh, so one of the things that we look at is in Philippians chapter 1. And uh, let's go there. I think it's verse 7. So Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to get my phone because my Bible's in the office. <laughs> My ring also hit the chair. Do, 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 do. Put that in the comments, Philippians 1.7. Yep. That is the right one. So starting in verse 3, it says, I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all. And then right here you see really what gives entrance into what we're talking about. It says, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. So he's saying, I'm, I'm thanking God for you, and I'm remembering you. I'm offering prayer with joy over you. And it says, with your participation, with, within view, with view of your participation in the gospel, with me in the yeah. gospel. So what that literally means is this, is that the Philippians partnered with Paul, with the Apostle Paul, to get the gospel out. They became, they partnered with them. Their participation of the gospel was a partnership. So they partnered with their, in this case, we know that it's actually a, a physical offering. It is uh, finances. Uh, but in partnership, they partner in their resources, their time, their prayer. They participated with Paul. And then it, then it says this, verse 6, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all. And I want you to see, this is the Holy Ghost saying, this is the only right thing for me to feel is that you are going to be perfected in yeah. this. Because, and what, why? Because <laughs> of your participation. Yeah only right for me to feel this way because I have you in my heart 
since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. Yeah. So they're partners with Paul's grace. So when they partnered with him in the ministry, they didn't just partner in a sense of giving, yeah. but it was a partnership that has two-way flow yep. also in receiving. And they were actually partnering not only by giving, but they were partnering by receiving his grace. And yeah. he was saying, the grace that's on me and the grace that's on my life, when I look at that, there's no way I can think that you will go any other direction but success. Yep. There's no way because you're partnering with the grace that's on the ministry yeah. that's called by God. Amen. And so one of the things that's very important for us is to actually receive that grace out of that ministry. So uh, let me let me just give this, and I want y'all to talk, and I'll answer I'll answer questions as need be. But so many times people will come into a ministry, but they're not really receiving the fullness of grace from that ministry. Mm-hmm. They're present. They're listening. They might even be amening, sure. you know, like on the Sunday morning service. Uh, but they're not really planted. They're not really receiving, and they're not partaking of that grace. And the reason is because a partner becomes one. It's yep. a covenant partnership that becomes one with the person and the ministry. They plant themselves. Of course, we have the, you know, Psalm ninety-two, thirteen, planted in the house of the Lord you'll flourish in the courts of heaven. What's that saying? It's saying you'll have grace from heaven when you plant yourself, and we know the planting of the Lord is where we die to self. Mm -hmm. So if if a seed falls to the ground, a grain of wheat falls to the ground, if it doesn't die, then it will not produce fruit. The Mm -hmm. Bible says that. So when we actually say, Lord, you've told me to be a part of this ministry, a part of the gospel, taking the gospel forward, when we decide, and we're not just talking about finances, I'm talking about you, your heart is in it, right? Mm-hmm. You become a partaker. It releases a grace from heaven, yeah. a grace through that ministry to the people where Paul says, there's no way you can't make it. Yep. There's no way. So one of the things that you see is when people are actually yielded to a ministry, they're going to start receiving those things and they'll say, okay, even if they disagree with something, let me find out why I disagree. Let's handle that. But I'm not going to stay in this place of division. Yeah. I want to be in full partnership with this ministry. Yeah. Well, as as you're talking about that, what what kept coming up to me was when this started in my life, because I'd been in different churches before I came to Boomerang, and I'd served in different ones. But it wasn't until I got here, you had actually given me a book before I before I ever moved here, and I tried to read it annually, and it's In the Footsteps of a Prophet by yeah. Jerry Savelle. And you would Great put in book. there, Great book. I, I wish I'd had this, like, when I started ministry. I'd Like, it's very important. Read it. Yeah. And so as I was reading it, I, the Lord started to unlock an understanding within me of what covenant was, like, by watching the relationship between Brother Jerry and Brother Copeland. Yeah. And I remember, like, reading it in my bed one night and the Lord speaking to me and saying, you are in covenant with Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole. Yeah. Like, those are your covenant people. Yeah. And I I didn't fully understand it then, but the, over the years what the Lord's done is he's shown me it's not just with you guys, it's with the body that I'm in right. that I'm in covenant with. Right. It's not just you, it right. is you, but 
I'm in covenant because I'm planted. I have a covenant with my body, like with this yeah. church. I am in an enduring relationship that yeah. has no end to it. So the people here, yeah. they're my people. Yeah. I'm their person. Like what the body needs, I will supply yeah. it. What I need, the body will yeah. supply it. Yeah. And what that has done for me over the years is in those moments where my flesh has tried to under esteem or despise, you know, maybe it's gotten irritated with somebody. Yeah. It's that remembrance of, no, they're my person. Like yeah. they're in yeah. covenant with me. So my flesh may be irritated with them, yeah. but I can't cut and run. That's like right. I can't hate them. That's right. I can't be in offense with them because if I'm offended, I'm missing out. Yeah. And they're missing out from yeah. me. And it just, it's unlocked. Covenant is so huge with honor and receiving the grace because yeah. Especially in America, cutting and running is so rampant. Yeah. But with covenant, covenant doesn't run. Covenant endures. Covenant yes. stays. Amen. Well, I, you were just saying, like, the culture of the world today is not covenant. Yeah. Even marriage, you know, hasn't, yeah. become, hasn't been a covenant thing. You know, like, because you see people date and then break up, date, break up, date, break up. Then they get used to it. Then they get married, break yeah. it off. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's like, like you call it like a keep the receipt mentality. Yeah. Like people will enter into something, but they won't really esteem it and they'll break it, break, right. break yeah. their word, break their, break that, you know, that covenant. But, um, but you also look at the world and the world is miserable, you know, That's right. and, and yeah. you know, the Bible is very clear that we're not supposed to operate or think the way the world thinks, you know, and, right. and I believe it's Romans 12, you know, mm -hmm. it says don't conform to the patterns of this world. What's the pattern of the world? Mm -hmm. Breaking covenant, not esteeming covenant. Right. Yeah. But but when we renew our mind to the way God operates, which is covenant, you know, it, you know, the, the verse that we read yesterday, I think Hebrews 13, 17, you know, when you honor yeah. uh, your leaders, when you honor them um, and, you know, it says it says if you dishonor them, it won't that won't profit you. But that that implies that there's profit when we yeah. honor and esteem that covenant mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that planting. Yeah. And, and it's all over the word, too. I mean, you, you talk about Elisha and the Shunammite woman, you know, where just by her building, uh, I think that was the Shunammite woman, uh, where she built the, the, the apartment on, yeah. on a roof for him. Like, the, she yeah. was partnering with, with his ministry. And what happened? Like, there's, like, miracle after miracle after miracle that took mm -hmm. place in her life. We don't, that's not the last time we heard of her. Oh, that was a nice thing for her to do for him. No. She, she got a son. Her, her son died and he was, you know, revived, yeah. you know, uh, she was delivered from famine. And then whenever her land was taken from her, she, it was restored with interest. You know, yeah. like they're all, none of those things would have happened if she didn't enter into that, that yeah. covenant yeah. With, with him or, or honor and respect the anointing on the, on that ministry. Yeah. yeah. You, you see with the Philippian church, you know, where Paul says, and I, I don't want to get ahead of, I don't, I was, I didn't know if we were going to no, get go there, ahead. but in Philippians four, Talking to the same church that that you were that yeah. we're sharing about, he says, "No church has uh, partnered with me, yeah. or shared with me in the manner of giving, receiving, but you alone." And there's no other church that he writes to it than the Philippian church when he says in Philippians four nineteen, "My yeah. God shall supply all your need," and that's not just financial; that's just ever anything you need in the moment. Yes. My God, and yeah. he says, "My God," which is showing that. Yeah. That that partaking of the grace, yeah. you know, my God and what my God has done for me and what I've yeah. seen him do in me. He'll do that in you for you for yeah. you. Yeah. He'll supply all your need according to his riches and glory yeah. in Christ Jesus. But that goes into the flow of 
you've partnered with me in the, in, in the manner of giving and receiving, which goes back to what we were reading yes. in Philippians 1-7, yeah. you know, uh, where they became a partaker of that grace. Yeah. Well, and you can be a partaker for a moment, but God doesn't want it to just be a moment. Right. Like as, as you're talking, the flip side of all of this, you can, it's so fun to read through the word through the eyes of covenant and, and yeah. honor and esteem yeah. Yeah. and see how, how many times the Lord like has laid out in the word, don't do yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> like do this yeah. and not this. Like as you're talking, yeah. what it reminds me of is Moses. Like Moses is this leader who didn't want to be a leader and the Lord basically forced him to be, he didn't force him, but he strongly encouraged him to be raised up. He delivers all the Egyptians, like they're the the Israelites, they're, they're walking out and he saved them. And then they're grumbling. They're complaining. Like he, he's great for a moment. Yeah. They revere him for a moment. They partook of the anointing on him for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then it's, do we have to keep eating manna? Do we have yeah. to keep doing this? Yeah. He goes up uh, to go be with God. And the moment he's gone, okay, now we're going to make a golden calf because <laughs> Moses isn't back fast enough with our answer. So let's do this thing. You know, and the promised land that they were supposed to walk into, like you just, there's so many stories of Caleb and Joshua where they were told to go spy out the land because the Lord told them to and had a word for them. And they honored the Lord. They honored his word and everybody else missed out on the promised land because they, they partook for a moment, Yeah, but they didn't partake long term. So in like in that verse in Philippians, I'm thinking of how many times have, and I've done this, but how many times has like a guest minister come in through the doors yeah. and it's like, I'm going to partake with the grace on this meeting right now. I'll, I'll partake with this grace. But then three Sundays from now, yeah. when the flesh may be trying to raise up or an attack tries to come yeah. and a word comes through their pastor yeah. who they hear all the time, yeah. they hear him every Sunday and it's, no, you're going through. I don't feel like I can go through. I yeah. partook with that grace. And look where it got me. Instead of, no, covenant and honor is keeping me. And no matter which man of God, woman of God, leader of God it is, the Lord is the Lord. And if the Lord's speaking it, I'm going to keep partaking no matter who, what voice box it's coming out of. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, one of the things that I really want to focus on, or at least make sure that this point gets through today is, you can be in the right place, yeah. but not receive the right grace. Yeah. Um, you can be in the right place, but not receive the right grace. And, and what that basically means is you can be sitting there, but not receiving mm-hmm. because you're not really planted and you're not partnering with that grace. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, people can be listening and they're, they got it playing in the background, but they're not, you know, and I'd rather them have it playing in the background than not for sure. sure. But there's a moment where the Holy Ghost, you know, speaks to us and says, you need to pay attention, and we just keep on with our day. And that can happen on Sunday morning as well. And I have, you know, the story y'all have heard many times where I was sitting there in a, in a church that Nicole and I were in, and I wasn't getting anything. Mm-hmm. And I was complaining to the Lord about that. And the Lord said, well, the, you know, basically, I knew I was in trouble when he spoke to me like this, but he was like, basically, if you're... If you're so holy, then the least you could do is pray for other people to yeah. receive something. I was like, I don't think that was a good response. To me. <laughs> I don't think that was a kind, holy response. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I mean, he's being kind. He's loving on me. He's correcting me. But I was like, it feels like I've got something wrong. <laughs> and um, But I did what he told me to do. 
And within a couple of weeks, it was like there was a new preacher on the platform, mm-hmm. a new pastor on the platform. I'm like, man, where did this guy come from? The Lord mm-hmm. immediately spoke to me and said, he didn't change. Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. And my heart changed. So I was there. I was present, but I was not receiving yeah. that grace because I wasn't really planted. Yeah. I wasn't really partnering with that yeah. grace in those few weeks. And that really taught me something. Yeah. And uh, so we can have all of these things available to us, and that, that'll take us in a second into something else I want to talk about. But we can have all of this available to us, but not really receive from it. Yeah. So, um, you know, before I move into the next topic, do y'all have anything on that? Well, I, <laughs> I, I've done this wrong so many times, like over the years, for a variety of reasons. It's so easy to do, like in the flesh, because you can be offended. Like mm-hmm. offense will cut that off immediately. So yeah. you can physically be there. Yeah. But if I'm offended with you or Pastor yeah. Nicole, I'll get nothing. Yeah. I can be familiar. So I can think, well, I've heard this story before or yeah. pastors talked to me about this. So I've already outdone, like I can get familiar, miss out on the blessing yeah. and what I need to be receiving. I can be preoccupied like yeah. as a leader in the church and somebody who serves I, it's so easy that that's probably at the moment, like one of the ditches I'm trying to let the Lord show me how to keep doing better. But so, well, not letting the logistics of, uh, and the administration of the flow distract me from the flow itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mary versus Martha. Yeah. Yeah. But that's easy, you know, being a servant in a service and okay, this needs to happen and this needs to happen and this needs to happen. And then you just miss it. There's so many easy ways yeah. to do it. Yeah. But, but when you've shared that story, like it's come up to me, the Lord's brought it up of stop right now. Yeah. Pray in the spirit, get yourself back in. Yeah. And I've had to do it so many times for all three of those and many more. Yeah. But particularly the familiarity one. Like when you're listening to Pastor Brian minister on this broadcast every day, it could very easily become common well, right. it's just what it's just what I do. Like I just listen to him, and I can hear him all the time, and I can. It's so easy to be like, well, that's every day. Every day he yeah. tells me this is that I'm yeah. going through and coming out. Well, that's because it's the Lord's word every single day. It, it's not like yeah. it lessens, but it's very it's it's slight, but it's very right. easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like even. And I've done this before, too, like whenever the preaching's happening or whenever, like, I mean, it's one thing if you're working and you have the broadcast on, but uh, it's always good to take some time to be more intentional, to not just let the broadcast play in the background, but mm-hmm. to actually get, give your mental focus to, yeah. to what's yeah. being said. Yeah. Because um, there have been times when I've, you know, oh, yeah, I, I listened to it, you know, but really I was just on my phone while it was playing on the TV. Right, you know? right. Um, like, it's good to really esteem that stuff because you, you can be in the setting, in the, in the environment where, you know, the breakthrough can happen. But mentally, you can be in a completely different place, which is kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Like, I, I, I need to be more intentional to not let myself get distracted from what's going on in the situation because God's That's not right. giving me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a dis a disciplined mind essentially yeah. you know i have a disciplined mind and i can focus and pay attention to what's going on i don't have to you know be doing a bunch of other things to pay attention no because yeah. multitasking is not real you know like you you do, you can switch your brain can switch back and forth between things pretty well um but 
But when it comes to actually devoting your full focus on something, yeah. you you need to devote your full focus on something to actually be able to fully receive it. That's right. There's so many Bible, biblical instances of people who are all around Jesus, but only one person actually received anything. You got the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. You got the, the paralytic that was lowered from the roof. Even in that story, the Bible says that the power of God was present to heal them, but only one person got healed in that yes. moment. Yeah. You know why? Because only one person was actually there to draw in the grace. And whenever yeah. Jesus said you're forgiven, it kind of exposed a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of the other people's hearts and why they didn't receive anything. They're like, "Oh, who's this man who says yeah. he can forgive sins?" You know, like they they were just they were just there to spectate, not to actually receive. But yeah. there was one person who was actually there to receive, and they received. And I don't want to be a person who's just there to be present. I want to be someone who's there to receive. Yeah. One thing I think that pastor pastors done this so well over the years. And when he started doing it, I don't even think I realized, or when I realized he was doing it, I didn't realize he was doing it, is after service, we would, he would stand at the door and ask this question to people, or he would do it at lunch, and he would often be like, what'd you get out of today's service? Mm-hmm. What'd you get? And I, it was maybe a month in, I was like, I really need to start paying better attention to the services. <laughs> like, it's not that I, I wasn't excited to be there, but my brain was so used to having different things happen that I didn't realize I wasn't being slow yeah. to, to do what you're saying to do yeah. and receive in that way. And it was so smart of the Holy Ghost to have you start asking people that because yeah. it was a level of accountability of, Pastor Brian could very well yeah, ask were me. Were you engaged? Like I yeah. need at least for this reason, even if it's yeah. fleshly, I need to have an answer for him. Yeah. And praise God, like that's what the life groups do too. Like, what'd you get out yeah. of Thursday, or what'd you get out of Sunday service? Because it's yeah. it's not to apply pressure, but it's to uh, that yeah. accountability of no. Let's talk about what we got on Sunday. Yeah. Well, the statement that we said earlier is you can be in the right. Um, <laughs> Serena said they used to intimidate me when I heard him asking that. <laughs> and I just want to see what stuck out to you. Like what was, you know, we should have at least one thing that we walk away from a service. Uh, theoretically, we yeah. should have at least one thing that we go, yeah. okay, I'm changing that. I'm going to, or I'm going to take this to a new level, you know. Yeah, and but, I don't think you're doing it to like apply that oh, no. where you're listening oh, to Oh, no, that. not at all. But the Holy Some Ghost people do did that. that. Yeah, <laughs> some like, people do that, that yeah. but no. It's just, uh, what, what was it? I really, what I like here, and part of the reason why I started asking that was there would be things that God was doing that I was unaware of, but it'd be happening in you or happening in you or happening in you, and mm-hmm. I didn't know it. I want to hear the testimony, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, I really got a lot out of this point, and mm-hmm. I've often been surprised by those answers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't even think about it that way, but the Holy Spirit led that person to receive that. It's really good yeah. stuff. And it's amazing the answers that you get, how, you know, speckled they are and then that everybody has a different answer. It's yeah. like sprinkled with different truths and different promises, yeah. even though it was the same message, yeah. they get different things out of it for where they yeah. are, where they've come from. And mm-hmm. so, you know, in that before you can be in the right place, but not receive the right grace. Like look at the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. They were all in the right place mm-hmm. and grace yeah. was available. But not all of them received the grace yeah. because one person, even though many were touching Jesus, one person partnered with Jesus. Yeah. You see, they they partnered, that woman with the issue of blood partnered with Jesus by reaching out with her faith. Yeah. yeah. Reaching out, I'm getting something today. Mm-hmm. I'm getting something today. Yeah. And see, this is a part of the receiving more grace that I want to really, really 
get through to all of us, including myself, is I'm receiving something yeah. today. I'm receiving a grace in my yeah. life today. And it may be, it, and it's like the other night when Brother Tracy had me preach at Kickstart. You know, you've heard those stories plenty of times that I told. I mean, I, I, I preached a different way, and, but, but the stories that I told, you've heard those before. But the anointing came all over you. Johnny told me it came all over him, too, and he's heard those stories before. So, And I'm sitting there going, like, a lot of these people have heard these stories before, mm-hmm. but there was an anointing. There was a grace on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you partnered with that grace, partnered with that message and with the ministry, you received a grace you had never received before and a revelation yeah. you had never received before that was there for everybody if they would receive it. Now, the the interesting thing is, like, looking at with the woman with the issue of blood, they were at you know, for all intents and purposes, they were at church, yeah. so to speak. They were with the man of God. He's walking down the road. They're touching him. So many that he's being, the word says he was thronged with many people. The disciples are like, are you, are, you know, basically their response is, are you crazy? Everybody's touching you, mm-hmm. you know? No, somebody touched me with a covenant partnership of faith. Somebody touched me with an expectation. Yeah. Somebody touched me with a revelation. Somebody touched me with a partnership. Yeah. And that woman received wholeness. That grace was there for everybody, but that one woman received it. Yep. So this is, what if the whole body learns how to do this, and they learn how to partner with it? See, we're not just talking about money. Money is the beginning item of that. Money can show how you partner with that. But when you partner with expectation and faith and your resources and things like that, it's even like uh, Hannah being here today. She doesn't have to be here. Mm-mm. You know, She doesn't have to be here. She doesn't have to be listening to the word, but she's chosen to. Yeah. And now you know, I'm watching her grow very quickly because she's decided I'm partnering with the grace. Yeah. I'm partnering with the ministry. And, and partnering with that ministry, you know, can just simply mean I'm available and I'm in reception mode. I'm available and I'm in reception mode. And that's what she's doing. And so she's going to find, if she keeps that up, if she keeps that up, she's going to find that she just keeps getting just, you know, promoted, promoted, promoted. And and who can? Anyone can do that. You know, anyone can do that. So this this is one of the important things. Interesting because, so... I'm in 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13. So 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13. And one of the things that you see, is, all right, who's doing the talking here? You know, the Apostle Paul is doing mm-hmm. the talking. He's talking to the church, Thessalonica, and he's telling them some things. So who's doing the talking? talking? A man. But I want you to see it wasn't just a man that was speaking. And verse 13 says, For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, Mm -hmm. in other words, we spoke the word, we were the ones doing the preaching, you accepted it not as the word of men or not merely as the word of men, but for what it really is. Now, now remember, the Holy Spirit is inspiring this scripture. This is not just Paul making a statement. This is the Holy Spirit making a statement that says, you accepted our preaching not as just a word from men, but you accepted it, the Holy Ghost saying, for what it really is, yeah. 
the word of God. Amen. Which also, that word of God, performs its work in you who believe. Now, he's making this statement because not everybody, not everybody receives like that. Yeah. You know, some people say, ah, I'm going to go hear this preacher. You know, I'm going to go hear this word. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to hear this word and everything. And they don't recognize and they don't realize this is the word of God that's being, you know, if we're preaching truthfully from this word, it's not just the word of men, it's the word of God. Yeah. And that word of God has the power to accomplish what it's sent to do. Yeah. So there's a grace on it if we will partner with it. But a partnership, remember, it's kind of like a partnership is, yeah, it's kind of hard to do, but a partnership is not just a one-way street. It's both, yeah. and there's, you know, both of them are moving, both are giving, both are receiving. There's a partnership there, yeah. right? Partnership is not just there, sitting there, hearing it. No, partner, partnership is receiving it, giving honor back to what is being said, sowing finances into it, praying, receiving the things of God, receiving the yeah. commandments of God, receiving all of these things back from the Lord. So it's going back and forth. You know, it's going back and forth constantly concerning, you read the verse earlier, concerning giving and receiving. It's, it's a two-way street mm -hmm. of partnership. And so it's not just a let me go into church and I'll sit there and you know yeah. I'm I'm giving them myself because I'm present. You know, it's not just being present. Yeah. It's being present with a expectation and a reception and giving. A giving, a receiving and an expectation yeah. moving in faith. That is a proper partnership. And when we have that partnership, we can receive not just a word from men but a word from God. And what do we know about a word from God? It will accomplish what it was sent to do. It yeah. will not return void in Isaiah 55, 11. So it will not return void. It will accomplish what it's sent to do. So one of the things that we see is, and I want you to see this though, the grace that God had for the church at Thessalonica was in a man. Yep. It was God's grace, mm -hmm. but it was through a man, yeah. right? So, for example, and this is something I want, because if anybody is watching and they're part of Boomerang, uh, you know that it, just yesterday I sent out a message that's changing some things about how we operate in structure, right? Sure. We're changing some things. And so this, this ties directly in that. And it, it's just different. It'll actually be very, very good yeah. um, because it's godly, it's scriptural. But it was just a change in our approach towards relationships and structure, and we need to make that change because the Lord said, if you don't make this change, you can't grow beyond this point. Yeah. And he spoke it to me a couple of weeks ago and said, if you don't make this change, you're not going to be able to grow beyond this yeah. point. And you can find it basically in Exodus 18, and I've preached it, I've taught it, but we weren't fully acting it out. And that is simply that when people have any, any item, they bring it to their immediate leaders, mm -hmm. and the big items... The big, the big topics, those immediate leaders will bring it up. They'll yeah. bring it to their leader, you know? <laughs> and that way you're able to cover and serve a lot more people. Yeah. And you're actually raising up leaders and training them to do the work of ministry, which is Ephesians 4. And so we're moving into that in a very real way right here. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. but and, and I've had this. Like when I go into a ministry, I don't want to talk to the, the little guy. You know, that's what that's what we think. 
Sure. I don't want to talk to that guy. I don't. I don't. I want to talk to the head guy. I don't want to beat around the bush. I mm-hmm. want to talk to the head guy. But see, here's the issue. So Thessalonica, the church of Thessalonica, could have said that about Paul. Paul, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to God. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit said, "No, this is me talking." Because you look back at the centurion, he said, I'm a man in authority, in context, because I'm under authority. Yeah. And he said to Jesus, I recognize, what he said in context is, Jesus, I recognize that you also are a man in authority Mm -hmm. from heaven because you're under the authority of the Father. And if you say the word, I know that it's not just a man talking to me. I know that it's the Father. I know it's God that's speaking the word for this person to be healed. Mm -hmm. I know that. And so he recognized, and Jesus' response, I've not found this kind of faith. Right? There's a faithfulness in that when a person is willing to receive that promise through somebody else that might not be that actual person. But the reason that it works is... It's a grace under authority yep. releases the grace of the authority, yep. right? A grace that's under authority releases the grace yep. of the authority, okay? And so when you see that, you start to realize, okay, so if I empower a leader, mm-hmm. if I empower a leader to do something, then they are operating for me, by me, and with my grace. If mm-hmm. they're in partnership with me, yeah. they're operating that way. So one of the things, for example, on Sunday, this past Sunday, of course, last week we had kickstart. Brother Tracy was here. On Sunday, I'm sitting there preaching. I'm I'm like, this is Brother Tracy's gifting coming through me right now. This is an impartation. Now, it can be my gifting as well because I've had impartation, but I knew where it came from. I knew where that grace came from. As I have partnered with Brother Tracy his grace that's on him in his ministry was coming through me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when he told me to preach on Thursday night, that's what he said. He, he basically said, this grace and this impartation going yeah. to, that I have is going to come on you as you're obedient to mm-hmm. preach this. And, of course, we saw testimony after testimony of that. Um, when uh, Buddy has told me this the last few times that he's preached, he said, especially the first time, I guess, about three or four months ago, you preached one morning— and, and I talked to him afterward. He said, Pastor, he was excited. And uh, he said, Pastor, he said, I could feel your gifting and your anointing on me as I preach. He said, it was different. It was a different level. And I knew this is not mine. But the issue was he was partnered with that grace. And when he stepped into obedience under authority, yeah. that grace, the, the word works. And that grace came on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you were praying over people, it was this, this grace coming through you. And yeah. this grace became your grace in that moment yeah. to, to have it and to pour it out. Well, it works that way in leadership as well. If I tell you to go handle something in, you know, in the yeah. ministry, you have a grace to go handle that. Yep. So a lot of times we've, we've been like, well, this works for pastor, but it doesn't work for me. We need to be believing. Remember that grace is a partnership of giving, receiving, and expectation. So if your leader tells you, go handle this, you should go expecting that same gifting like when you were preaching that morning, that same grace to come on you. you If you go out and soul soul win, you should expect that grace that that pastor may carry to come on you to be able to do it, even if you've never been able to do that before. Peter had never been able to walk on the water before, but the grace on Jesus came on him, right? 
And, and so we see that, and we're like, yeah, that works for Peter. But no, it'll work for you, too. That's the way partnership works. Amen. Yeah. And that, gra- that grace is, is powerful, and it's important to stay under that grace, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, it goes, it's like the anointing, you know, it, or the oil it comes to the head, to the yep. beard, and even Aaron's beard, and then goes to the, the ropes. That's kind of what you're talking Psalm about. Psalm 133. The, yeah, the yeah. anointing, you know, it comes to you, and then it goes to those who you delegate that, that authority yes. to. That's God's way. And, uh, and, you know, I just looked Not- it up really Notice, too, in that, in that yeah. it's the same oil yeah. mm-hmm. that touches the head yeah. that touches the fringes of the robes. Yeah. The beard and the fringes of the robes. Same oil. Yeah. Same grace mm-hmm. if we're connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and what, what just came to me was in uh, Numbers 12 when uh, Miriam and Aaron were like, don't, don't, can't we hear from God? Why, why do we have to do what Moses said? You know? Yeah. And uh, it, that, like, that's literally what they're, they're saying. Is, is he the only one who can hear from God? Like, we can hear from God too. And, um, and that didn't work out very well for them. No, you know, didn't. like Miriam got hit with leprosy and, and, you know, uh, Moses prayed for her and she was healed. But like, yeah. but what, what happened, what, what happened was, um, you know, <laughs> the anointing, yeah. God, God, like it's God like, has a way. God has a system. The yeah. anointing was on Moses, and and that that yeah. anointing and that authority was then delegated to the, to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But they were like, no, we can hear from God ourselves. Yeah, which is true. We can hear from God ourselves. Yeah. but but it's important for us to recognize the the, the covering and God's yes. system and God's yeah. way. So so you know with what with you know the the little changes that's being made. Yeah. You know, at, at here you know where. You know, the anointing is on you, but, you know, like if someone were to say, well, I can hear from God. I don't have to, I don't have to talk to pastor about everything, you know. Right. Well, that, anytime I've heard, any, anytime I've heard someone say, well, I, I, I just need it to be between me and God, and I don't need to talk to my pastor. I don't need to talk to, anytime I've seen that happen, there's a spirit of rebellion there, and usually that person ends up backsliding yeah, very right. soon afterwards. Um, when it went, no, it's just me and God. I can, they're doing the same thing Miriam and Aaron did. We can hear from God ourselves. I don't need, need that authority. I've and never, it, I've never seen that thought come and be acted on and not repented of that mm-hmm. didn't end bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never seen. So, so you see, God has a system. It's yeah. very clear because you look at the fruit, you know, yeah. if, if, if I have that spirit of, well, I can hear from God myself or I, yeah. or like if, or I don't need to reach out to my life group leaders or, or anything like that. Yeah. No, I, like I should just usurp that authority that you've already delegated, that you've yeah. already given to, to try to usurp that and jump, jump, you know, totem, yeah. uh, totem to just jump levels. That's usurping the authority that yeah. you, that you've given. And it has this, no, I can just go to the head guy or I can just, I can just yeah. speak to God myself. In the, in the military, you would get in some serious trouble for what mm-hmm. they call breaking the chain of command. Yeah. You know, in other words, there's a chain and you follow it. And if yeah. you break that chain, uh, yeah. you get, get in trouble. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, you know, in the fruit, you see, yeah. you see where God's system is, you know, God's system yes. is in that delegated authority. That's and right. for me to think that I can just operate outside of that is foolish. Yes, that's right. Well, it's also pride because mm-hmm. you think that your way is mm-hmm. better than what God has established yeah. in that way. Uh, but what you know, what people don't realize, they don't. This this is where I think it really has broken down in people's lives and in their thinking is they don't realize the grace that can be in you because mm-hmm. you're connected to me, yeah. and so they don't realize that. 
you know, when you're doing that speaking, they can receive, if they'll put faith on a grace that's in you, on a grace that's in you, they can receive the fullness of that grace yeah. in their lives, even though they might see you as lower in the total pole, right? Yeah. They might yeah. see that in, wrongly. Yeah. But no, they're, they're a person under authority, which yeah. means they're operating with the full authority, mm-hmm. right? You know, when they come to me, they should understand that if I'm if I'm connected to Brother Tracy, mm-hmm. they're going to receive a grace that's on Brother Tracy's life. You know, yep. if, if they're going to receive a grace that's coming from the head of the church to the elders, yep. to all the fringes, it's the same grace, same thing. And so it's one of those pieces where it's not a system of control; it's a system of humility and the fullness of God's plan of grace, yeah. right? The fullness of a manifestation of his supernatural power. Yeah. Well, I think that part, one of the things you're talking about, or you've mentioned and alluded to the changes that are happening here at Boomerang, basically what pastor sent the message out about yesterday was pastor is had delegated leaders and what he mentioned earlier. And I've been, I've been thinking about this since yesterday. And even in the topic, what we're discussing today what came to me was the conversation you and I had a little over a year ago now about a fear that I'd had of not being important and not being special. Um, so I'm not going to go into all of it, but basically I'd had this fear of if, if, if I'm not with pastor or if I don't get to spend as much time with pastor yeah. and pastor Nicole, that I'm not as important to you. Right. And you know, you can take this and apply it to pastor. You can also take it and apply it to God. Well, mm-hmm. God, why is it that I would need to go to my leader? Am I not special enough to you to talk to me directly that you need to talk to someone else instead of me? And it's a fear. Like, it, not all of it, but at least part of it is this small fear that comes in thinking I'm not important enough to God. Like, I don't matter enough to God. He doesn't want to talk to me directly. He wants to talk to you instead of me. So right. I must not be good enough to hear God's voice. I must yeah. not be important enough to my leaders to actually be able to talk to them. I have to talk to these other people. They just don't want me. Yeah. And maybe not for everybody, but it came up to me enough as Buddy and Pastor were talking that I felt led to share it. You matter. Like, it's not that you don't matter. You matter enough to God that he created a system to get his grace to you. In the the structure of Psalm 133 that Buddy was mentioning, it may go to the top of the head first and then the beard and then the fringe of the robe. But what is that transaction time? A second? Like, have you ever poured liquid on something? (laughs) It's not like it takes, like eons to go from one place to another it moves fast so just because it may visually look like well maybe i'm here and pastor's way up here and there's people in the middle and i just feel so small and insignificant to god you're not insignificant you matter and you matter so much that he wove you into the fabric of his family and gave you leaders who are graced by him the anointing on pastor doesn't come from pastor brian it comes from the lord that's right so it's not even that pastor's the head. God is the head yeah. and pastor's the beard and everybody else in this ministry is a part of the clothing. Yeah. Like it, Pastor is the beard. Pastor's part of that. But it comes from God first. So he's a part of the structure just as much as I'm a part of the structure, just as much as Hannah's a part of the structure. Yeah. 
It's not that any one person is more special, more significant, more important. Yeah. Every single joint supplies. Yeah. But if the thumb gets to thinking, I don't get to do as much cool stuff as the mouth, the thumb's going to miss out on all the supply that the rest of the hand has. Yeah. It's going to miss out on all the flow from the ligaments. It's going to miss everything because it's so focused on being a mouth and it would stink at being a mouth. Like, if you try to make a thumb a mouth, it's going to fail and it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's so much better to be a thumb when you're called to be a thumb. But when our eyes get focused on all these other things of, I like this life group leader better. I like talking to pastor better. Pastor says it better. Then we get so focused on fear and why can't I do this? And why is it this way that we meant that's when we miss yeah. On the grace. We don't even get to the point of thinking on, well, does Buddy have a grace on his life? Because we're yeah. so focused on, I'm yeah. not going to receive. Well, and I mentioned it yesterday. You know, I, I said this last night after impact to some people. I said, you know, if I've empowered, if there's somebody in the church that is empowered to go and, like, change the paper towels out in the bathrooms, yeah. right? Which I don't even know who that is anymore. Like, I can't. I can't keep up with all the details of the ministry, and nor should I, yeah. right? It, it, it's incorrect. But here's the thing. So I don't even know who that is until last night I asked. But last night I asked, but um, I didn't even know who it was that did it, okay? But then if somebody came along and they thought that that person was doing it wrong and they usurped that person's authority yep. that was just tasked with replacing the paper towels in the bathroom, and they usurp their authority on those paper towels. You know, a lot of people don't realize, but because that person replacing the towels is under authority, they're not just usurping that person, which is what they count it as. They count it as, well, they're just, you know, somebody replacing the towels. Yeah. You know, they're not, that's not it. You're actually usurping the authority of God. Yeah. Like, it goes all the way up that chain and even though I might not even know who that is, if they've been given delegated authority to replace those paper towels by their leader, and their leader's been given authority by somebody on the leadership team, the ELT, and that ELT's been given authority by me as the pastor, and I've been given authority by Christ, yep. then you are literally usurping, when you usurp authority on that, but this is why people have problems and they don't even, they don't know where these problems yep. come from. A lot of it's got to do with stuff like this at the little level. Remember, mm -hmm. it's the small foxes that ruin the vine. Character is character no matter who is looking, yeah. you know? And uh, what makes character is that we uphold it. So a lot of times people don't realize that this delegated authority is directly connected right up the line to the head of the church. Yeah. And when you usurp authority, even at a, what you would consider a low level, you're actually breaking authority there. Well, if that's the case, the other part of it is that as much as that authority goes up, grace comes down. Yeah. So as much as it works in a, in a negative way, it also works in a positive yeah. way that if I yield to the authority of God, there's a grace that's attached to it, and I can receive that. Yeah. So yeah. one of the, uh, amen, Grace said, this is good, y'all, amen. Um, yeah, Kevin says, circumventing the authority is a recipe for destruction. Marky said this, I had someone tell me the other day, not at Boomerang, which is good, mm -hmm. that they didn't need wise counsel because God doesn't want to have a middleman with them. And she put the face like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
But here's the thing is that, yeah, that's, that breaks so many different scriptures. Yeah. So that, see, that's a deception so that the devil can get somebody alone and feed them what they think is God. Yeah. But it's, it's not. And that right there is proof of it because mm. what you actually see, look at this now. So first thing is the Bible tells you to seek wise counsel, which is counsel based on the word of God and counselors that are based on the word of God. Yeah. So it already tells us to do that. So that's already contradictory, uh, contradicting the word right there. It's contradicting scripture. But then let me just show you this in Ephesians 4. In Ephesians 4 and verse 8, it says, When Christ ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. In verse 11, he says, Some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Then you go down to verse 13, and it shows the context. It shows the context for the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. In other words, these are people God gives to us to help directly, direct words, grow us and equip us for the work of ministry. And then it goes on to say in verse 13, it says, to by context, to grow us to the mature man, to the measure, measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Yeah. So now God just established in that one scripture in Ephesians 4, that context, he just established, this is my way. This is God's way. This is what God's establishing. This is God's way. So the, the question right off the bat is, are you going to be able to change it? No. You know, is any other way going to work? No, it's not. This is his way. And his way is that he gives men and women to us that are there to help grow us. And yeah. what and when we look at this, what it shows us is you, me, anybody will not grow to the fullness yeah. of the measure of the stature of Christ without men's uh, in between us and God. Yep. You know, in that now I'm not saying that that's the only way that they will grow and hear from the Lord. Uh, we talked about yesterday the proper CPR. You have fellowship with God directly, mm-hmm. and your leaders have fellowship with God directly, and you have fellowship with God through other people. It's not just an independency, and it's not just a dependency. It's an interdependency. But if you think that only you and God alone can go at this alone and receive everything that God said— you're already breaking that. Yeah. So it's it's a deception to keep people uh, alone by themselves and eventually deceived. Yeah. And, and that's it's one of those things. Very It's very uh, dangerous, and it's very um, limiting in that way. So. Yeah, and it helps keep us accountable, too. You know, yes, like yeah. That, I feel like that's one of the most important things because we are all susceptible to deception because there's a devil who's out to get us. You know, he's... He's seeking to get at our minds and to plant things in our minds. You know, there have been yeah. times whenever I thought, oh, this is the Lord, but it wasn't. And, yeah. um, and, that's, and if I hadn't been planted or connected, you know, with, with authority, yeah. then I, I, would, I could have gone off on that and completely messed everything up. Yes. See, it's God's system, and it's designed to help us. And Very well, much so. One of the things that, that I just wanted to, that, that I believe I was supposed to share real quick was, um, you know, just the reality of, like, I've, I've heard people say this just in a bunch of different churches, but 
Oh, I like the size of our church because I, I have more access to the pastor and stuff like that. So I, I like I like being in a smallish church. Yeah. You know, and, and basically speaking, death over any kind of growth that the church is, That's that, right. that God wants that the church right. to have. Yeah. But anti-Bible. It, yeah, it's very anti-Bible. They are um, they are not with that statement. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they're going to help that church grow yeah. because they're already confessing the wrong things over. Mm-hmm. Well, it says which it, means they're not going to be they're not planted in the vision. Well, yeah. isn't it in Proverbs, you know, the, in the multitude is the king's glory? Yeah, Proverbs like, 14, 28. In the multitude is where yeah. the king is glorified, not in yeah. the tiny little numbers where you have undivided access to yeah. whomever. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the other deception in that is, but it doesn't matter how big the church is, you still have access to the pastor. It might yes. not be to that the man or, or woman directly, but... That's through right. their authority, you have access. That's right. You know, through the system, you have access. The, the system in the way that God intended mm-hmm. and created it to be. Yes. You still have access. It's the same anointing. It's the same. It's the same flow that's, that's being right. delegated yeah. down. So it's not just well. There's a see. You know, like you see, you see often in bigger churches, like like there are some people who just come to like blend in and disappear, which isn't right. You, you're correct. supposed to come to participate, but but a. But if it's done in the proper way, there's always there's always a connection to that to that pastor yeah. to to pour into people's lives. There's always a system. We're not called to just show up and participate. We've been saying that all the time. Yeah. Or, or we're spectate. not called spectate. We're called yeah. to participate. You know. And so like to to have that mentality of oh the church is so big I like I can't I can't access no you can't access the pastor. Yeah. It's through because because ultimately your gift of pastoring you're, it's the gift that God's given you. You know, yeah. it's not it's not yours. You're not the source. Yeah. You know, and, and so when people just want to speak to the pastor, they're wrongly assuming that the pastor's the source. But the yeah. pastor's never been the source. The pastor That's should right. never be the source. Because you read in Ephesians 4, no, God's given the gifts to men. And it's in that gift and it's in that anointing that it flows down the line. Yes. And yeah. recognizing you're not the source, you're a channel that God will use to bring that anointing through me. And that yeah. channel will, will will fall down that line. Uh, I, no matter how big the church gets, I will always have access to you. That's right. Uh, anyone will always have, have access to that gift. It's the gift that they yes. have access to. Yeah. Well, I, I want access to the pastor. Well, you have access to that gift of mm-hmm. the pastor through the system that, that, God, that God, not the, not the church, what yeah. we're sharing is not so, not an idea that you have. It's what God has That's instituted right. in His Word. That's right. And so it's in that that we can gain access to the pastoral gift and that pastoral anointing. That's right. Well, and a proper subordinate, I say subordinate, a proper leader under authority, like my job under you is not to sound more like myself. My job under you is to get more of you yeah, because through right. you is more of God. Like, yeah. and, and what I mean by that, we have a statement in our leadership training. I don't know if you've modified it, but our statement is you want to be 85% of your leader. Like yeah. you want to think like they think you want to know the things that they know. Obviously we're our own people. So it's not yeah. like we turn into robots. Like there's, no. I'm going to have my own personality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have my own things. However, I cannot tell you, <laughs> How much it's blessed me over the years, particularly in the last year, how many different people like all they'll come to me for something and I've communicated back and they're like, you know what? Pastor Brian told me the same thing. Pastor Nicole told me the same thing. You sound like pastor. 
Praise God, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to sound like me. Barrett didn't know it when she walked in the door. Yeah. The only reason I know it is because I've spent time learning yeah. and receiving from you and Pastor Nicole. Yeah. So in a church, moving to a structure like what we're talking about, you shouldn't be getting buddy. You should be getting the Lord through the wisdom that Pastor Brian has. Like We should all carry the same heart and vision yeah. it's part of yeah. that being in one mind and one accord yeah so leaders yes you're going to have your own personality yes you're going to have you know your own spin on different aspects however the heart needs to be the same the vision needs to be carried out so when i'm talking i should sound like you yeah. when i'm ministering i should sound like pastor nicole and it's been so cool to watch on the worship team like as they've given themselves to leadership i've gotten like i'll listen to marky or becker or serena exhort and i'm like that's me, like that, yeah. not me, yeah. but like that's leadership I've given them that they've taken yeah. and have yeah. gone. Like yeah. that's part of my gifting in them. And that's part of them submitting to you yeah. because I've gotten that from you and Pastor yeah. Nicole. But that's 85% of how I think needs to be how you think, Yeah, which yeah. is how the Lord thinks. Well, there's, I, I was, it's not somebody here in Albemarle, but I was, somebody was listening to some messages that we'd done, and I was talking to them, and I said, you've been listening to me. Yep. You know, I, you've been listening to me. And, I, and they said, yeah, I have. I said, I can tell it. I hear it in your speech. I, can, I could hear faith rising up yep. in a different way. I could hear even words that they said. I could tell that they've been listening. And the issue is, this is the way that God works. He will give um, all throughout this word, all throughout this Bible, you look at Moses, you look at Joshua, you look at Noah, uh, you look at all, all of the people that are in there. God will give a vision to a man, yeah. to a man or a woman. He'll give a vision to them, and then he will draw people to them to complete that vision. But that vision is given to that one person. Yep. And our job when we're drawn to that vision is to complete the vision that God gave that person. Yep. Not to complete our own vision and sound like ourselves, but to complete that vision because that's what's got the anointing on it. That's what has the grace on it. And as we honor that and we esteem that, we'll become partakers of that grace. Mm -hmm. So huge, huge topic. And and so we want to make sure that we you know, move in part, you know, partnership. Uh, we're sowing. We're reaping, we're expecting, uh, we're honoring, and as we do that, grace and greater grace yeah. will be given to us. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do y'all have anything else today? Amen. Well, we just praise God for you. Did you get something out of this today? I've really enjoyed Hannah over the last 10 minutes going, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love Hannah. <laughs> Amen. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. If you want to partner with that ministry of getting this good news out and helping people to grow and receive more, you're welcome. You can go to giveww.org, uh, PayPal, uh, Venmo, uh, Cash App, text to give, give one time or give uh, on a regular basis, recurring gifts, uh, whatever you want to do, <laughs> cryptocurrency. And uh, we made it easy to do that, giveww.org. You don't have to. We sow this broadcast into the world every weekday. And uh, we just praise God that you're here with us and growing. We want to hear testimonies about that too. Go to whatsright.com. Send us a testimony of what's happening in your life as you're getting revelation yeah. 
walking out this grace of God. Tell us what's going on. We want to hear about that. And so we just praise God for you. And uh, any anything that anybody has given today, we just want to bless it. Lord, let it be blessed. Pressed down, shaken together, running over in the name of Jesus. We love you. We praise God for you, Lord. And Lord, we want to partner with you and what you're doing and how you are advancing your kingdom. Lord, we want to partner with you and we want to invest our time, our money, our resources, our skills into everything that you're doing. Best investment we can ever make. Father, best investment we can ever yeah. make. Father, we choose you today and we partner with you. We thank you. Lord, anything that anybody is giving, whether it be finances or prayers or skills or volunteer time here, whatever it is, Lord, Lord, let it be blessed. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men and women give unto their lives in huge multiplied measures yeah. and let it be supernaturally quick. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. We love you so very much. Hope you have a great, great afternoon. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 1130. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the broadcast. Hit the notification bell. Help us. We hit over 280 today. So we're, we're pushing on 300 quickly. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. Help us get over 1,000 this yeah. year. Send it. Share it. Tell people. Say, look, you got to subscribe to this. It's good. And uh, tell, them, tell them it'll help you. And uh, we love you so very much. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. Amen. Here's Abigail to wrap it up. Hey, guys, that was amazing. Make sure that you spread this word. Don't let the word just cut off here. Get other people listening it, lis listening it, listening to it. You can do that super easily just by liking this broadcast. That'll just have it popping up in people's YouTube more often. But you can also click the share button, copy the link. You can post it to your Facebook, your Twitter, your text messages whatever you want to do. And we're super duper excited to see you again tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. It's Thursday on the broadcast, which means the What's Right Kitchen and What's the Prize. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you then. Bye.